also been an honor that the church over the years has, has sown and given through missions to the work of Pastor Heveku. So why don't you put your hands together and give a really, really warm welcome to Pastor Heveku as he comes. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 I want to teach you one, one word, which is uh, in English, it's praise the Lord. But in Sumi, my dialect is al Hoshe. Can you say that? al Hoshe. al Hoshe. Yeah, that is uh, praise the Lord. al Hoshe. al Hoshe. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. And uh, I want to thank you all of you for supporting our school for many years. And we still need your prayer support. We will work together for training men and women to reach out the unreached countries around us. And uh, the Lord is uh, telling us that um, uh, we need to send more missionaries to unrich countries like Myanmar, Nepal, Amen. China, and then Bhutan, and many parts of India. We have uh, persecutions in many parts of India, but the Lord is also moving in a special way. And so tonight, I want to share how the Lord brought us from darkness to his marvelous light. We read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse, verses 9 and 10. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Wonderful scripture. And so I want to talk a little bit, uh, share a little about this uh, from darkness to God's marvelous light. Our people, once upon a time, were all headhunters as I mentioned this morning. And head hunting was like a sport. And they had both religious and social implications. When you get more heads, you are more hero. And people are afraid of you and respect you and honor you. And girls look after the men who went to raid or who got more heads. They are willing to marry with them because they are really men and wonderful uh, heroes. And so that was the condition of our people. Our people were not Hindus or Muslims or Buddhists, but we were enemies. We worshiped spirits. When I was a boy, uh, I saw some non-Christian people worshiping the spirits. They throw some pieces of meat, rice, to appease the spirit. And uh, in those days, in their thinking, 
when they got ahead that is a blessing to their uh, spirits that they worship spirit will not uh, punish them but spirit will be happy when they got more heads after bring, bringing heads to the village they performed some religious rituals met sport of, out of it and they will go from house to house shouting victory and then uh, throw uh, some kind of rice or water or wine uh, this rice beer on the heads they brought and they will declare that we are uh, heroes and all kinds of curses they pronounce upon the heads and uh, the families those who they they receive the head families will be cursed also they will pray cursing upon them going from there uh, from house to house and after performing these rituals the skulls they will hang on the long bamboo pole for several months and after uh, the, the skull they will take down and preserved for years and years and years. In 1976, a revival preacher went to, went, went to a non-Christian village. 900 families, no one Christian was there. No single Christian in 1976. So he preached on the street. Every night, he took a small uh, hand mic microphone and he was preaching Jesus. Because in the name of Jesus, we have victory. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, we have healing. Yeah. The name of Jesus, he has given us power of attorney to use his name. And therefore, when we have healing service, I think uh, Reverend Dr. said have seen that the healing, healing uh, process, we used to have uh, intercessors two by two, and then each sick person will pass through the, uh, we call them counselors, and then everyone will shout, in the name of Jesus, be healed, amen. And then send the next person, the next person also said, laid hands and said, in the name of Jesus, be healed, amen. And after uh, passing through all of them, some of them got healed immediately after the prayer. Some of them healed after one day or two days or one month like that. So we have power of attorney to use the name of Jesus Christ to heal the people who are sick, to cast out the demons. And uh, when our people were living in this condition, way back in 1872, the Lord sent American missionaries to Myanmar but he could not cross over Assam, which is uh, a state of India near Nagaland. So he was stationed in Assam. And our people used to go to Assam to fetch 10 kilos of uh, salt on their heads, three days walking. No communication, no car, no buses, no not, nothing. So they have to walk three days to go to Assam and bring 10 kilograms of salt, which is very precious for them. And then they will walk back three days. So to get 10 kg of salt, they spent six days. 
And so when they went down to Assam to buy salt, they met that American missionary. And in 1972, none of them were baptized in Assam. That was the first Christians for Nagaland. And so we celebrated 100 years in 1972. All the Naga tribes came together and celebrated 19, uh, 100 years in 2000. 1972, but after 100 years of Christian, as I said this morning, we didn't have any power in our lives. We were Christians, not moving in the power. We were Christians without life. We were Christians without the power of God in our lives. We were Christians preaching the Bible, preaching the word of God, but no power. And therefore, nominal Christians. Many Christians were nominal. And uh, the churches were dying. So we asked God to send us revival, as I said this morning. So we need to, say to, we need to ask God to send revival to this church and this nation and all over the world. Yeah. Lord, send us great revival and start in me, Amen. through me. Yes. In and through our lives, we can spread the fire for revival. And so God gave us that revival in 1976, in the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verses six and seven, uh, five and seven. Now, if you obey my uh, obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. God commanded them, and God promised that you will be for me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. You are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. But the Israelites, the children of Israelites, live opposite. They did not follow what God commanded them. And so for thousands of years, the people of Israel was scattered all over the world, only from 1948. Israel is a nation. And today, we know what is happening there. This is the fulfillment of the scripture. And we don't know what will happen tomorrow. Tonight is my day. Tonight is your day, is your, yeah. is your time. But tomorrow, we don't know what will happen. When the ice cold hands of death Quote, all of you. You cannot say no to that. Right? We have to die. But before we die, we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and move out with the power of the Holy Spirit. Then the Lord will use us to bring nations back to his kingdom. And today we need that power all over the nations, all over the world. God called our tribes from darkness to his light, from headhunting to soul winning, and from darkness to wonderful love of God. And today, even in a small way, we are sharing this light to our neighboring states in India. We, are, we have missionaries in almost all over India, Thailand, and Cambodia, and Nepal, and uh, uh, in Myanmar. 
Last year, uh, last month I was in Cambodia. We had a crusade. Our church constructed a small church for one uh, new Christian village. In two years' time, we have planted eight churches in Cambodia. And now the Lord is moving in a special way. Our missionaries, we have one couple there, one family. Yesterday also, we talked together, and he said, I cannot sleep because everywhere calling us, inviting us to come and share the word of God. Non-Christians. And the Lord is moving mightily. And he told me, the missionary told me, you must come next year in the month of April to dedicate two churches and to, uh, to do first Christian wedding. First Christian wedding next year. That will be first time for them. And uh, the Lord is moving in a special way. When I was here this evening in the church, my wife called me and prayed over the telephone for me, for, for, for all of us this evening. And she said hello to all of you. And she said, the Lord is moving powerfully in this church. And the Lord said, the Lord is going to use you to touch the people who are still in the darkness. I'm preaching from darkness to light. And therefore, now, when all of us here, I used to challenge my church members. We have about 4,000 or 5,000 members. I used to challenge all of them. If all of us are filled with the Holy Spirit, we can shake Nagaland, we can shake India, we can shake the whole world because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because without the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot even win one soul for Christ. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you, you preach in the power of the Holy Spirit, when you pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord will touch the people who are in need, healing or other blessings like that. So, as I said, the Lord brought us together. And uh, in two, uh, 1980, the Lord sent me to western part of Nagaland. Reverend uh, said, have seen our place, which is called Demapur, the um, commercial city town in Nagaland, only the commercial town, only airport we have in Demapur, only railway, one railway station that is in Dimapur, because the other places are hill area. We cannot have airport in the hill area, so only airport that is in, our, in my place. And so the Lord sent me to this place in 1980, five years after revival. When I came down to this area, this place, there was only few churches without power of God. So I started conducting Bible studies about the work of the Holy Spirit, repentance, confession of sins, because your passport to heaven is forgiveness of sins. And your visa to heaven is the Holy Spirit in you. And your ticket to heaven is your good works for God, for others, for the church. And so without forgiveness of sins, 
you will not have the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Without the feeling of the Holy Spirit, you are Christians without power. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you are Christians without moving, yeah. without life. Yeah. And so even if you share and share, there will be no answer. There will be no result. And therefore, I want to challenge you. Let us all have filled with the Holy Spirit and move together. When we are united, when we are united and pray together, there is power. There is power. There is healing. And therefore, let us be united with one accord, pray to God. Then he will answer our prayers. And whatever we need, he will give us. And therefore, I want to encourage you to search your own hearts first. And if there is anything you need to remove, you need to ask God to remove it. Ask God, and he will do it. And he will fill you with his power. When I received the Holy Spirit in 1974, I was a Christian. I was a good Christian, actually. When I was a small boy at the age of 12, I asked my pastor to, uh, I, I also want to join the choir. But he said, you are small, so you cannot go with the elderly people. But I said, no, I will, I will uh, sing a small tenor. So please accept me. So I took one uh, table, small table, and then I stood up there and joined the choir when I was at 12. And when pastor was having his Bible, I want to help him always. So when he, when he was going to church with his Bible, I carried his Bible. And I was very sincere in the church. And I had a group, four of us, called singers, and we, we sang every Sunday morning in the church. But without power of the Holy Spirit. When I was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, I, I recognized, I realized how I have been living as a Christian without power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is with us. And He is willing to fill us if you are willing. If you are willing, He is willing to come. Let us receive Him. And ask him to use us so that our nations will bring, uh, we will bring our nations to God. Where we need the fullness of the Holy Spirit today. Because without Holy Spirit, we will not, we never know what will happen tomorrow. But with the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit reveals the things to us, even in, uh, for future. John chapter 16 verse 13, Jesus said, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. When the Holy Spirit comes in us, when the Holy Spirit uses us, he tells us even what is happening tomorrow. I share some of the stories this morning. When we, we had a revi big revival meeting, a woman was possessed by a demon, and her church tried to cast out demon, but even till midnight, they prayed more than six hours for this woman. But demon never left her. So they brought this uh, woman to our place, speaker's place, and uh, 
uh, intercessors blessed. So we also prayed three hours. So from 12 midnight to 3 a.m., we prayed, but nothing happened. But at 3 a.m., the Lord used one of the intercessors and said, more demons are coming to disturb us. And even with the captain, captain of the demon is coming. And so the, the Lord instructed us to divide into two groups, one inside the church with the woman, the other group outside the church, surround the church and pray together, inside and outside. So we divided into two groups. One pastor was in church outside, and uh, we prayed inside. So at 3, 3 a.m., the Lord, when we, we, we prayed and shouted together inside and outside of, of the church, the Lord sent wonderful power and lifted up this woman to, up to this. And then our prayer, we, we didn't understand what we were praying, praying in tongues. And then everybody was shouting and praying and shouting and praying. And we heard two whistles blown on the top of the church and demon left the woman. And so she was released after um, nine, 19 hours of prayer. So when the Spirit of God lives in us, He will tell us what is going to be, uh, what is happen happening tomorrow. Then we, when we started speaking in tongues and praying in tongues in other languages, I was attending one revival meeting uh, conducted by other tribe, and the preacher was preaching in his own dialect. We have 16 different dialects, and we have 16 different Bible translations because. We cannot understand each other. We use one um, unwritten common language, which we call Nagames, mixture of Hindi, English, Assamese, and sometimes our, our dialect, so that language can communicate to everyone. Uh, all the tribes can understand. But I was not. Uh, I didn't understand the language the preacher was pre uh, preaching that, uh, that morning. That was the first time I attended a big revival crusade. I, I went there, not to receive the Holy Spirit, but I went there to see what is happening and to speak against the revival. But when I was hearing the message, the preacher was preaching in his own dialect, I heard the preaching in my, in my dialect. So clearly, I heard his message speaking in my dialect. He was preaching in his dialect, but I, I understand in my dialect. So from there, I realized that this is the work of God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. And I asked God to forgive me. And from that day onward, I started asking God to fill me with his power. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1974. Until today, for the last 47 years, working in the church full time. I'm still 80 years young, not old. And the Lord gave me power to travel around the world. I can eat any food that is provided on the table. I can sleep anywhere, any place, cold place, hot place, 
or any country. I can mix up with any people because it is not because of my uh, ability to do that. It is not because I'm good, but it is because the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in me helps me to travel all over the world. I have been um, traveled 17 countries so far and shared the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ to thousands and millions of people today, uh, till now. And so this is the power of God which lives in me. And even um, the, the work I have been doing since uh, the, uh, when I was starting the ministry, the Lord put me on uh, leadership. So since the beginning till today, I am in leadership. So in 1980, the Lord sent me to Dimapur, the western part of Nagaland. My tribe is uh, occupying two different areas in Nagaland, eastern side and western side. So I planted 135 churches in 15 years as executive secretary of one association. And today this association is having 178 churches, 87 churches. And today the mighty move of the Holy Spirit is going on in this association for the last more than 40 years. And even today we are having big revival crusade every year, sometimes two times, sometimes once. And the Lord is moving when we come together spend time together, praying time together, and then listening the word of God together. The work of God, the work of the Holy Spirit started in a mighty way and touching many people in Nagaland and in, in Assam and in Arunachal Pradesh. The fire of revival is now burning in Assam. The young people are on fire of the Holy Ghost. They are really, really uh, working, moving in the power of the Holy Spirit and touching the Hindus and Muslims in Assam. We have a lot of healing in Assam because of the young people who are really on fire with the Holy Spirit. And in Arunachal Pradesh, I sent missionaries in 1983, one tribe called Nishi. This, is, uh, this tribe is a major tribe in, in Arunachal Pradesh, the most persecuted state in India. And uh, some of them got killed because they become Christian. Some of them jailed for several years, many times. And some of them beaten by non-Christians many times. But today, this tribe is now having more than 400 churches. Last year, they invited me to be speaker in their 50 years celebration. 10,000 people came together for four days. I preached five times. And the mighty move of the Holy Spirit started. And uh, one night we could not stop our meeting, continue till uh, 10 o'clock or 11, I forgot. So the Lord is moving, the power of the Holy Spirit is moving in, in Arunachal Pradesh. And so I challenged them, now it is your turn. You have to bring your state, the whole state to God. It was our turn 
to reach you with the gospel of Jesus Christ way back in 1983, but it is now your turn to bring your people back to the kingdom of God. So they are very happy and they committed their lives and also they prayed very strongly for bringing the whole Arunachal Pradesh to God's kingdom. And so the fire of revival is now not only in Nagaland, but in Assam, in Arunachal Pradesh, and some parts of India, in, in our mission fields. And the fire of revival is now in Cambodia. The Lord is moving. My dear brothers and sisters, the Lord saved us to save others. The Lord blessed us to bless others. The church, local church, Hope Center, is not your church. It's for the whole world. It's not for individuals. It's for whole nations. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord will provide all our needs to support missions, to support people who are in need. In 2000, I was invited by a village to have a revival crusade, their local church revival crusade. I was there four days. One of my distant um, cousins, he, his brother was village chief and his brother died. So his brother's son was um, village chief because it's hereditary. If the father died, the son, eldest son will take over the chief, uh, chiefship. So the, his uh, brother, he, it was not his, uh, his uh, uh, turn to become chief, but he, he started court case that I want to become chief. I will not give his, uh, my brother's son. And the Lord spoke to him. The, a group of intercessors, when they were praying and fasting, the Lord told them to go to this man and tell him he's, he was wrong. And they went to his house and prayed for him and told him, brother, the Lord is saying to withdraw the court case against your brother's son. But he said, no. That may not be from the Lord, he said. And when we were there, he came to our room for prayer at 8 a.m. morning. So he, was, he and his wife came together. So I asked, what, brother, what is the uh, need? You, want to, you, want, you wanted us to pray for you. He said, I don't have any problem. Uh, he means he, means he was a good Christian, he said. And I don't have any sin committed. When I confess my sins, the Lord forgave my sins but I don't have any more sin in my life. Because, but he, he is having court case in the court. But he is saying he is free, he is holy. And when he was saying, the Lord showed me death was coming down upon him. And so I said, brother, you are wrong. You are not saying the truth. But he said, no, I'm forgiven. And while he was saying that, he fell down and died. So his, his wife 
looked at his, his husband or her husband and she, she was shocked and she could not say even a single word. He died already. When we took his dead body, uh, there was no even uh, small pulses and he died. So we buried him on the same day. We, we buried that dead body on the same day. I think Pastor uh, Seth knows in Asuto, when we were having a meeting, revival meeting in the uh, open ground, our host, host family had a small baby, three months old, and that baby was sick. We prayed for that and went to church. But when we were in the church, uh, the baby died. So before we, uh, we, the church was, um, I think, two, three hours. So after completing our service, we came home and they buried the baby before we came home. So we do that like that. So that man, he was not having any sickness, any serious sickness. But he said he, he was having back pain. So he came to pray for that only. But he spoke false thing against the Holy Spirit because he said he was a holy man. And he died immediately and the whole village, they were shocked to see this man died because this man was very strong, healthy, no sickness. But when he spoke against God, I saw the death coming down upon him, and I told him, you are wrong. Immediately after that was, he fell down and died on the spot. So the Lord is doing all kinds of miracles in Nagaland. I shared some of them this morning. One, one evangelist, I've seen eight pastors died, two evangelists died, so ten of them. One evangelist, he was, um, he was a very good preacher, actually, before revival. But when revival came, he said, no, this is wrong. This is not Baptist. Because our Baptist people, we, we never moved even like this. Uh, we, just like a statue, we sing. And so he said, this is not, this is not from Holy Spirit. This is false thing, false, false teachers and false Christ. They call me false Christ, false prophet. And so when he preached in one church, the whole church listened to his preaching, and the whole church stood against the revival. But this evangelist got one peculiar sickness inside his stomach. A sound travels from his stomach from down to up, and when the sound, uh, the, the sound travels from back, back and forth, there was severe pain, and he could not bear, and he said, Lord, I will go back to the church where I have spoken against the revival, the first church I spoke, I will go back there if you heal me, and I will tell them I was wrong. Please heal me. He was shouting, he was praying, and he's, uh, he confessed his sins, and he said, I will go back and tell the church I was wrong. 
but there was no forgiveness of sins. He died after one month. And when we heard this, his death, we remember Mark chapter 3, verses 28 and 29. Mark 3, 28 and 29. Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. There is no forgiveness for those who oppose or those who blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And I used to tell my people, if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you are against the Holy Spirit. Right? If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you are not God's child. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you will not go to heaven. Because your visa to heaven is Holy Spirit in your life. And therefore, there was no forgiveness of sins, and he died. And after his death, many people turned to the Lord. I mean, uh, they, they uh, confessed their sins and received the Holy Spirit. So, I know, when I started the ministry, there were many persecutions, Christian persecuted Christians in Nagaland. I mean, uh, uh, in India, Hindus and Muslims persecuted Christians, but in Nagaland, we were all Christians. Most of us were Christians, but Christians persecuted Christians. My own brothers, they kicked me out from the church. They would not allow me to come to their church and preach. But after, uh, sometimes we went to the village, they would not even allow us to enter the village. So we prayed outside, we shed our tears, and asked God to touch the village. After a few months, they will come and invite They will invite me for Bible studies. So we don't, we, we don't say by, uh, revival, but Bible studies. And so we went there, spent three days with them, every night Bible teachings and Bible studies, and when altar call given was given, many people turn up and then confess their sins. Because the Bible, it is clearly written. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Then repent and turn to God. Repent and turn to God. And your sins may be forgiven. And the refreshing may come yeah. from the presence of the Lord. That means after forgiveness of sins, after you are forgiven, the Lord will sin the refreshing time, the power of the Holy Spirit, the time of Holy Spirit, the, the, the move of the Holy Spirit will come when our sins are forgiven. And therefore, we were persecuted. Uh, first time, 11 pastors were kicked out from the church because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. No, we cannot use you. And then they were kicked out from the, the church, 11 of them, including myself. And uh, when we prayed and prayed and prayed, the Lord spoke to us, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. In that village, this will happen. In that village, this will happen. 
And when we prayed and prayed and go, went to the village, the Lord did the same thing which he revealed to us. So this is happening even today. I, was, I went to one village because I was their leader as executive secretary. I sent a letter to pastor, I will come this Friday to Sunday to your church for Bible study. But he said, I am their leader, but he said, it's not time for you to come to our church. But I said, your church belongs to our association, so I will come. So I went there. And uh, the uh, elder, head of the elders, we, we had uh, in charge of the elders. He went to his farm. When I was uh, reaching his village, he was going to his field taking all his family members. And they stayed, stayed there in the farm Friday night, Saturday night, uh, no, Friday night, and they came back on Saturday night. And they also joined the church because he was head of the elders. After the church, he came to my room and he started asking so many questions. And he brought a calendar, which is uh, printed by Hindus with uh, uh, several hands together like this. He showed me that calendar and said, Sir, you are moving with these hands, Hindu gods. Why you are dancing in the church? It's not, it's not uh, Baptist. It's not the Holy Spirit. You are dancing like Hindus. And he asked me so many questions, and I also asked him some questions, but he could not answer. And I opened the Bible and read to him, this is written, this is written, this is written. So after listening and listening, he said, well, the Bible is there, but uh, we also have our own, own uh, decision. So the whole village, not every one of them, but the majority of the members receive the Holy Spirit on Saturday night, Sunday night. But this man never came to the pulpit, altar call, and he was not happy that I was there. We left on Monday. One evangelist was with me. We left on Monday. Tuesday, one of his sons died without any sickness. And then after three days, another son died without any sickness. And after two months, we had a big revival meeting. He came there. When he, when, he showed me, or when he saw me from far, he lifted his hands and started crying. When you are in my village, if I receive the Holy Spirit, if I repent my sins, I, I would be happy now. But I lost two sons. And coming to this revival meeting to repent today, what is my gain? I lost two sons. And he started crying and crying and crying. So I went and hugged him and told him, brother, we are human. We make mistakes. But when we confess our sin, when we repent, the Lord will forgive us. So this is right time for you to receive the Holy Spirit. So why not you search your hearts, confess your sins, repent, and ask God to forgive you. So he repented. He received forgiveness of sins, and he received gifts of the Holy Spirit. After losing his two sons, 
he received the gift of the Holy Spirit, but he lost two sons. So I, I have seen the people who oppose the Holy Spirit, many of them are not living today. They're all gone. In Assam, I was in one church, and one Muslim guy, he was a leprosy, is that right? Leprosy patient. And he was in leprosy hospital for six years. One of our missionaries went there, shared the good news of Jesus Christ. So he received Jesus in the hospital. And he was brought to our uh, mission center. And he was baptized. So after his baptism, when he was taken out, out of the water after baptism, all his livers got gone immediately. And he was healed completely. So in that, that service, he came and asked me, Pastor, I want to give my testimony. Why not give me five minutes? Say, yeah, take time. So I called him, and he came running, and he removed all his shears, and he, he, he said, look at me, look at me, look at me. I was, not, I was there. It is not far from our church, that liberal hospital. I was there for six years, but no healing. All kinds of medicine, no healing. But Jesus healed me. Look at me, look at me. And he was shouting, hallelujah. And some Hindus who were there listening to us, they were really uh, touched by the power of his testimony, and some of them received Jesus Christ that night. So even leprosy, the Lord healed him completely. He was completely healed. The normal, uh, their skin was become normal. So this kind of things is happening in Assam, in Arunachal, and even in Nagaland. So my brothers and sisters, it is time for you to start the revival in you. We cannot accept, expect God to pour out His Spirit upon us in a, in a different way, but it, it will start in and through your lives. When all these members are one, united, and pray together, shed tears together, the Lord will do His work. My wife was sick for seven days and seven nights. She had cerebral malaria. That was 1991, 92. I took her to Gohadi Assam Hospital because we don't have good hospital those days. She was there for seven days and seven nights on oxygen. She was on coma. And every day, doctor will come in and a kind of spoon he will bring and do like this. And when she moved like this, the doctor said, she is still alive. And he, will, uh, he went, went back. Every day, seven days, he will come in with a kind of spoon and then he will do like this. And when she moved a little bit, the doctor said, she is still alive. And he said, Dr. Sharma, a Hindu doctor, he told me, brother, you need to mentally prepare because this kind of malaria, uh, uh, cerebral malaria, never hits. 100%, no, no uh, hope. So you need to prepare mentally. 
because she will not be healed. I'm trying my best, whatever I know, with the best medicine, but there will be no healing. But brothers and sisters, prayer. My staff workers, 20 of them, including my father-in-law, they fasted and prayed seven days. Since I, I took my wife, from that day they started praying and fasting seven days. On the third of fasting and praying, on the third day, the Lord spoke to them and said, I have seen your tears. I have heard your prayers. I will heal her on seventh day. So they fasted and prayed seven day. And it was 22nd June. So my father-in-law wrote a letter and said, seven day will be 22nd June. So she will be healed on 22nd June. We will be fasting and praying till 22nd June. When I saw that letter, the healing hands of Jesus Christ, I saw, came down to that letter and the tears started rolling down on my cheeks. And I thank God. I thank Jesus. Thank you for your healing. And on seventh day at 8 a.m., she opened her eyes and mouth for the first time after seven days and seven nights. And she's, the first words she said, where am I? I'm hungry. Yeah. So I didn't talk to my wife. I just ran to the doctor. And I told him, doctor, my wife is speaking. Please come and see. So he was preparing to come to hospital, but he left everything and he ran with me because he was shocked to hear that uh, news. So he came into the room. He looked at my wife. He looked at me. At least one minute, he didn't say anything. But he was looking at my wife and looking at me, and he pointed his finger at me and said, your God loves you. Yeah. A, a, a Hindu doctor, Hindu doctor declared, my wife was healed by my God. And she said, even this day she used to say, the Lord granted 15 years to Hezekiah, but I am now more than 31 years. The Lord healed me. So it is the power of God, the power of prayer, when we prayed unitedly, when we prayed with one accord, when we prayed with the power of the Holy Spirit, when we prayed with fasting, the Lord answers our prayers and He touches us, He heals us, He blesses us in a mighty way, in a special way. That's how we are moving today. And the Lord is blessing us in a special way. Even elephants supported us in our evangelism in Assam. Can you believe that? You don't have elephant, so you may not understand, but elephant also supported us. Hindu, two families were against our missionary in Assam. And they were, all the time they were giving uh, many problems against our missionaries, and they even went to police station and reported them with false reports. And many times police came and checked our missionary's house, but they didn't find anything because it was false report. And so our missionaries, they prayed and fasted three days, and they asked God, Lord, don't kill them, but teach them how you are working with us. They fasted and prayed three days. 
And after three days of prayer and fasting, the Lord sent 28 wild elephants wow. to this village, destroyed the two Hindu families, everything destroyed and left the place. After that, everybody afraid of elephants. <laughs> so they did not speak against our missionaries anymore. They don't do any uh, problem against them. And that's how we have 38 churches now. There wasn't even a single Christian in 1991. But today we have 38 churches. And I said, the, the power of the Holy Spirit is moving among the young people. And we are preparing them to reach out their own people in Assam. Because Assam is for more than 44 million people, only 3% Christian. And we have a big mission field to reach Assam. And so we are preparing these young people to reach their own community. So I used to say, even elephants supported us in our evangelism. Yeah. God can do anything. God can use anything to support us. God can do anything to help us, to use us. And that's how we are experiencing in Assam. And therefore, I want to challenge you. If you are saved by His grace, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you cannot remain silent. Even in a small way, you will be happy to contribute for missions. Because Muri said, once Muri said, if you are saved, at least one person should be after you. That means at least one you should win soul for Christ. And so this is the, the day we need to um, think about and then when Jesus said in John chapter 20, verses 21-22, he said, Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. The Father sent Jesus Christ to this world. Jesus Christ is sending us to the world. The nations are crying, Come and help me. Jesus is saying, Go and help them. You are standing in the middle. What is your answer? The nations is inviting you to come and help them. And Jesus is telling you to go and help them. What is your answer? And what will be your answer? When Jesus comes back, what will be your answer? And verse 22 says, And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Do not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not get drunk on these worldly things, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not drunk with your knowledge and things that you have, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then only you will be a powerful and wonderful Christian for Christ Jesus. And you will be a channel of blessings for your community, for your family members, for your city, for your nation, and even beyond. 
And the Lord will do miracles and miracles of, uh, in and through your lives. And I pray that this church will be first church to spread the fire of revival to New Zealand and even across the country. And I pray that the Lord will touch each one of you to have zeal, new zeal, to touch the nations around you. And I pray that the Lord will use young people to go out and preach the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that all of you will live a long life, good health, and work for the Lord with the mighty power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that the Lord will give you special grace, special blessings upon all the families, all the members of the church, and you will be the holy nation. His kingdom's priest. Special treasure for God. As he told Israelites, he is telling us this morning. The Lord is saying that you are special. You are chosen people, royal priests, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. And therefore, this is the wonderful time that we meet together and the Lord sent me in the right time to say these things to you. Because the Lord loves you and the Lord wants to make you great channel of blessings for the nations around you and even beyond. The Lord is busy, but we are not busy. The Lord is willing to touch all the nations of the world, but we are not moving. The Lord is providing all our needs, but we are not giving. The Lord wanted us to go and preach the good news, but we are not praying. And therefore, my brothers and sisters, this is the, this is the day, this is the time, this is the season. We need to be serious, more serious with the Lord and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. But we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Lord gave us mighty revival in Nagaland. Why not New Zealand? He will give New Zealand. The Lord blesses us to touch the lives of others. Why not? The Lord will use you more and more to touch the people around you and even beyond. The Lord blesses us in a, might, in a special way. Even the small things, the Lord blesses us. We are happy. And even a small contribution we collected and we send missionaries and the Lord is using them. We support our missionary. Uh, the salary is not uh, enough for their family members, but the Lord provides their needs, wherever they are working. And this, 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 this is the time and season. We are living in the last days, and we must be busy for the Lord to bring the whole nations back to God. We are, maybe we are living in the last days, as the scripture says, fulfilling the scriptures every day. We are living in the last days and we must be more busy. We must work more for the Lord and we must give more for the Lord and we must live holy for the Lord so that the Lord will give us the blessings from above, holy nation, real priesthood, and the Lord will keep us in a wonderful way. And therefore, with these words, I bless each one of you and I want to see, after a few more 
more months or years, the mighty move of the Holy Spirit, the mighty revival will come to this church, and the fire will go out from this church. The Lord showed me the fire is going out from here to different directions. And the Lord is going to use many young people, those who are really on fire for the Lord. And the Lord will use you and this church to bring souls back to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So from darkness to his marvelous light, the Lord brought us to this far, and he is using us. And I, I used to say, I'm now 80 years young. Even if I live 100 years, I used to ask God, I'll be preaching. I don't have any other business. As long as I, sp I can speak, I'll be preaching. My mother lived 100, um, 100, more than 110 years, and she died three years ago. My father died early, but my mother lived more than 110 years. And she was a very strong Christian. And because of my parents' prayers, I'm here today. And I'm telling the Lord, Lord, I will, I will, I will be preaching even after 100 years if you allow me to preach. And if you take me home, I'm happy because that is a better place for me. And therefore, this is my prayer that the Lord will send his Holy Spirit revival upon this church and all of you. The Lord will send his mighty move in this church and from here to move out. Hallelujah. Thank you. And God bless you. Well, thank you, Pastor Habakkuk. It feels like um, the dust of revival. It's kind of getting sprinkled around on us. And um, what, I, what I think I'd love to do, if we get the band, it'd be awesome. What I, what, what I would love to do is, you know, we received that declaration. We received that, that blessing, that the fire would go from here. And um, if you'd like for Pastor Heviku to pray for you, in a moment, we're going we're gonna to ask you to come forward and we're going to, you won't be able to pray for people long. You'll have to pray quickly. <laughs> but what I would love to do is get those that are under 25 to be in the front line. Because I feel like that was a prophetic word, that God wants to use your young people to go out as, as uh, ministers of fire. And if you're under 25 and you say, yeah, Lord, I feel like there's a commissioning happening here this evening. So if you're under 25 and you say, yep, I want to be a part of that, Lord, that fire would go out from this place, then can I ask you to come and form the first line to come up nice, nice and close. And then if you are under the age of 120 and you'd also like to be a part of that commissioning. <laughs> then why don't we just, just come and let's just stand before the Lord. There's not going to be maybe a chance for Pastor Hevaku to pray for everyone. But if you say, Lord, here I am. Send me. When we're out for dinner on Saturday night, I asked Pastor Hevaku, what do you think of the New Zealand church? He said, it's good. But they need to be more serious. 
And I think what he's talking about there is zeal. Lord, we believe that we believe that you sent your messenger here. Being with us this morning and tonight. Not to point to the hope of revival, but to step out of what is in revival. share the testimonies of revival because because I believe there are hearts that have got weary weary of the hope of a move of God you know the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick and as I was praying yesterday and I just felt like the Lord just show me that there are there are those that have been hoping and dreaming and praying and seeking God for a move of God and His purposes through your life. But somehow or other, there's this allergic thing that's in you now because your heart got sick. Does that make sense? But I feel that you're healed tonight. Because someone is not just pointing to a future revival, there's someone who's walked out of a revival. It's so the Holy Spirit, we just say yes, that Lord, that you would do it your way. Send fire out of this place. That you'd unite our hearts together in unity. Unite our hearts together in unity. Pull down every wall, every barrier, every criticism, every competition. Father, you bring a unity because where your people dwell together in unity, there the Lord commands a blessing. Lord, we don't want the Nagaland revival. We want the New Zealand revival. But Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for the fires that have been burning there. We thank you for the signs, the wonders, the miracles. We thank you that where we're in revival, there's an intensity both of judgment as well as salvation. And God, we just come and we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. Let's get the band just to begin to worship God. And, and, and as we do, don't, don't wait for anyone to pray for you. Just, just, be, just be reaching out to heaven and just say, Holy Spirit, sovereignly place the seed, the seed of that faith, of that assurance, the seed of my, my key, my part, my, my role, my gift. God's not coming to exalt us. He's coming to humble us that we might serve His purpose. And and so, Lord, we come to devote our hearts 
to devote our hearts, to devote our hearts. Sobre la damai, sobre de daranda, sobre de kida. Just want to ask for Pastor Hevaku just to pray, to pray a corporate blessing, to pray a, a corporate blessing over us as we seek His touch here in this place. Sobre la kizende daraiza. Father, we want to thank you and praise you that we are here as your children. Lord, I pray that your special grace be upon these children. The mighty revival which is happening in Nagaland be here in this Hope Center. As you have sent your Holy Spirit and touch us and use us, send your Holy Spirit, your power to this house, to this church, to these people and use them in a mighty way to reach out the nations here and beyond. Lord, I commit all the young people, children into your loving care. Protect them, use them, fill them with more power from above so that they may be able to go and reach out with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray for all the members, young and old, of this church, committing their lives, their families, everything into your loving care. Use them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Make them channel of blessings, Lord. Protect them, Lord. Provide all their needs, both spiritual and physical needs. Lord, I commit everything of this church into your loving hand. Thank you for this wonderful time that you have brought us together and prayed for one another. Lord, accept, receive this prayer and bless your children here with the mighty move of the Holy Spirit, with the mighty move of your power, Lord Jesus. Touch them, heal them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.